Welcome to another episode of the T-Side Podcast with your girl, Tanya D. I want to start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of the overwhelming support that I received from my first episodes. I had over 100 downloads within the first three days, so I truly appreciate you. And I want to encourage you all, if you have not, go ahead and subscribe. Tell a friend about the show so they can tell a friend about the show. I do want to take a minute to explain how I came up with the name T-Side for people who've asked. And the obvious reason is T for Tanya, but in musical terms, I consider it like the B-side of a record. And the B-side of a record is the song that's on the opposite side of a single that's released for airplay. Sometimes the B-side is a better song than the one that's set for release, but it's rarely heard. They said there are two sides to every story. So there's my professional side, my side as the client, and then somewhere in the middle, there's me, Tanya, and that is the T side. I have the ability to see things from the perspective of the therapist and the client, and hopefully I can explain it in a way that breaks it down to make sense for people who may not understand. I can actually give you a really good example of what I'm talking about. When I decided to post on social media that I was starting a podcast, it took me literally about five minutes to actually hit to hit the button to post that I was going to start a podcast because I knew once I did, I couldn't take it back. And I started thinking all of the what ifs. So I finally did it. I hit the button. I shared it just saying that a podcast was coming. I started getting comments, feedback, people congratulating me. They were excited. My friends and family who were supporting me were excited for me. They were excited that I did it. And all of a sudden, anxiety kicked in. I got really anxious. I got nervous. And the more people that commented, congratulations, the more anxious I got to the point where I started to cry for no reason. Well, the reason was I started to get worried that the show wouldn't be good enough. What if I let people down because they didn't like what I had to say? And it was just ridiculous. So... I had to use my rational self, my therapist side to say, Tanya, that's your anxiety. This is ridiculous because you know, everybody is not going to like what you have to say. Rationally, again, I know these things. So what did I do? I used my coping skills instead of just sitting there worrying about it and letting the thoughts ruminate. I reached out to my family, to my friends. So they could give me the encouraging words that I needed because I needed to turn down all of those negative thoughts that were playing in my head for no rational reason. I started to get anxious. I got really hot. I realized that I was starting to hold my breath instead of breathing properly. See, that's the thing about anxiety. It will tell you lies. It's always something negative and worrying about what if and those thoughts tend to ruminate and kind of snowball into something bigger, something worse. And, you know, it just tries to steal your joy. And I had to reach out to people to tell me, no, not today. Anxiety, not today. And as usual, I had to turn on some music to calm me down to make me feel better. That's just kind of what I do. So anyway, that's why I came up with the name The T-Side Podcast, because I think differently I'm able to make sense of things while at the same time being irrational in my thoughts is ridiculous, but that's me. That's 
Tanya, that's the T side. So let me tell you what's been going on with me. A few weeks ago, I went to see my rheumatologist for my routine three-month appointment. All year, I had been doing telehealth visits. I went in once, I believe in July, to get blood work done. When I did my previous appointment over the phone, it was with a new doctor, and he called, and I had to ask him to identify himself because I had been talking to a physician's assistant that was a female, and he told me that she was gone. So when I went in to see him, and for those, because I have rheumatoid arthritis, and so for those that don't know, rheumatoid arthritis is a autoimmune disease where the body's immune system attacks its own tissue, including and especially the joints. And in severe cases, your internal organs, but mainly the joints in your hands and your feet and knees, things like that. So when I went in, they took my temperature, hand sanitizer, all of that at the front desk. Everybody had a mask on. When I went into the room, the nurse came in. She took my vitals. Happy to report my blood pressure was actually really good that day. I was excited because I'm pre-hypertensive is what they say. So I was excited that it was in within normal range that day. So I was in one of the rooms you know, where they have the desk. It wasn't a big room where they have the table. It was just a chair and the desk where they sit with the computer. He was on the computer pulling up previous labs and notes and things like that. And again, the whole time he didn't have on a mask, this desk was not six feet away from where I was sitting. I had my mask on. So he gets up to examine me and he pulls this mask out of his pocket. I said, oh, you have a mask. He said something. I don't remember what it was. And whatever it was, I just remember responding that I was shocked that he had one all this time and was just now putting it on. First of all, I had a whole issue with that because why didn't you put it on? And now that you're, what, one foot closer to me, you feel like you need to put it on? Whatever. So he said, oh, does that bother you? When I told him that it did, this is where my whole day just kind of went off track. When I said it did, he just said it was no big deal. They're blowing it all out of proportion and they're using it to weaponize. Hold up. Wait a minute. I don't even know what he said after that because I was done listening. He kept talking for a couple seconds, but I stopped him and said, you know what? Number one, I don't care about what they say because I'm worried about me. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about them or anybody else. And two, I'm here because I'm having flare-ups at the moment. And I got a regular cold at the end of December, January that didn't clear up. I didn't get my voice back until probably the first week of March. And then COVID hit. Clearly, if I had to take whatever medications they gave me in January, antibiotics at the end of January, and then steroids at the end of February to clear up a regular cold, I'm not trying to get COVID. I have an autoimmune disease, so I'm just trying to understand where he didn't get the point. He didn't get the memo, apparently. I had to let him know that since he doesn't know my history, he doesn't need to tell me that I should or should not be worried about wearing a mask and catching COVID. And keep in mind, he looked like he was in his maybe possibly late 20, early 30s. So it took literally everything in me not to cuss him out. Honestly, I was upset for the whole day, the whole day. So I had to 
stop, rationalize, think, was it just me overreacting or was it him? Was he out of line? So the next day, because I literally thought about it the entire day and night. The next day I called the office because I'm going to do my research. I have to be prepared whenever I address an issue. At the front desk, I asked what their mask policy was. And she said, the building requires you to wear one. I was like, okay, so that's the building. What about your office? She said, well, everybody up front has to wear one. But once you go back in the room, you don't have to wear one. Maybe it's just me. But to me, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. You're in a smaller confined room with somebody. So help me understand because I'm clearly not understanding the whole situation. So once I got the information on the mask policy, I just said, okay, and asked to speak to someone to make a formal complaint. She sent me over to... I forgot the lady's title. And she initially said she'd make a note of it. I had to make sure she knew that I was not some random crazy lady calling, that I'm a behavioral health professional and I work for an insurance company. I understand about medical issues, medical terms. It's not just me looking up stuff on Google. And I let her know the whole issue for me was that his personal opinions and political beliefs are not a part of my medical treatment. I'm a behavioral health professional, so I talk to people who have different opinions all day long, but it's not my job to impress upon them my personal opinions about what I think. After I let her know that, she changed her tune a little bit, and she said that she apologized because that's not the atmosphere that they want in the office, and she would have the main doctor give me a call. She would put me down to see him only and mark on my chart that I want people to wear a mask for my appointments. Then she offered me telehealth. I had to stop her and let her know that I've been doing telehealth. The only reason I came in is because I was having issues and I felt I needed to come into the office. Otherwise I would not have come in. And then I had to make it very clear and plain because I wanted to make sure she had no misunderstanding. I let her know that I'm a black lady. So that puts me at a higher risk than the young white doctor on top of the fact that I have an autoimmune disease that clearly is not acting right at the moment. So I was beyond frustrated. I actually had recorded the episode and recorded information because I was going to put it out there, but I was too upset to even talk about it. I kept rambling. And honestly, right now I'm still probably rambling, but still my point in saying that is to make sure you advocate for yourself because already there's a whole issue with black women and you know, the whole health disparity, but for him to think it's okay to talk to me, or anybody like that is totally unprofessional. You don't do that. I will rarely talk about politics on this show just because I am beyond exasperated, beyond exasperated with all of the divisiveness going on in the world today. I don't understand why there has to be so many labels. Everything has to have a label. There's Democrat, there's Republicans, there's independents. Why can't we just be people, be human beings? And then the whole situation is perpetuated by media and it's, it's just too much. So to combat that, I really just limit my intake of news and TV in general because everybody seems to have an opinion. That's fine. Have an opinion, but there's also a level of respect that needs to be had that seems to be missing in today's world. But I will say, if you are looking 
to get updates and stay aware of what's going on, you should check out the Woke by Accident podcast hosted by Jen Washington. She gives weekly updates on the social commentary and news of the week. One thing is clear though, we are definitely in changing times because I'm in St. Louis. I live close to Ferguson and I remember driving through there and seeing all of the destruction and the armored vehicles sitting at the stoplight next to me. It was crazy. And I remember thinking, I never thought I'd be living through the civil rights era. This feels like the 60s. It was just crazy. It's hard to even put into words. However, looking back, that's nothing compared to where we are now. 2014 to 2020, the way the world has exploded in the past six years is, it's just amazing. It's crazy. But that actually brings me to my mood of the day. And the song is, Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas? That's the song that has been in my head probably for about a week now. In the song, it says, instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity. Lack of understanding leading us away from unity. And that's really what I've been seeing. That's actually what I've been thinking about is when 9-11 happened or when something tragic happens, the U.S. comes together as one. And it had me thinking, I wonder, honestly, if something like that really happened now, would we be able to do that? Just because there's so much hate going on in the world. They say love always conquers hate. However, you know, it just makes me wonder sometimes. But I will say, since everything happened with George Floyd, I have definitely seen a shift. And people, honestly, have become a lot more extreme. But, oh, that's just the world we live in today. But I have seen the more people go to one extreme, there are a lot of people coming to the other extreme to say, no, I will not tolerate hate. It's still hard for our less melanated people to deal with everything that they've had privileges of all this time. But I have personally had people reach out to me to ask questions and I don't mind answering, you know, and I do have what I do have an issue with is people who get mad because our less melanated people ask questions. Well, if they don't know and you want them to know, you want them to ask instead of assuming or making up their own mind and their own opinion, you need to educate them. So I'm more than happy to answer questions or direct you to someone who may be able to better educate you on something that I might not be knowledgeable about. I do have to give a shout out to Gen Z because the young people are definitely taking a stand. They're leading the charge of change for everything that's going on. I used to always say they're very selfish, entitled, and want everything right away. They need instant gratification. However, I will admit when I won't necessarily say wrong because I don't really feel that it's wrong, but I acknowledge their contribution to the change that's going on into society and how they will make an impact because They want instant gratification. They're the ones that saying, no, this isn't right. No, you're going to change it. And no, we're going to do it right now. I love it. I absolutely love it because they're the ones who are picking up the baton 
and running with it. My only hope is that they is that they take the time to listen and learn from the older generation because we're getting older. We're not the ones who are always out in the streets anymore. So they need to learn the history and the wisdom and the people who are older need to understand that the younger people have the energy. They're out there. They're ready and willing to do the work. We just have to have a meeting of the minds. Again, everybody's so polarized. Again, it's just exasperating. But I always like to end things on a positive note. So my hashtag more of this moment is about voting. Early voting is open. My friend went to vote recently and she said there was a young man in there at the polling window with a lady, more than likely his mother, not sure, but it was a young black man. And she sent me a picture and she said that it was his first time voting and everybody was in there clapping and cheering for him and ringing bells. And it made me emotional. I got teary eyed because for me, that's progress. That young man is voting. He's making his voice heard. He's making a difference. When so many people feel disenfranchised and they say your vote doesn't count or it doesn't matter if I vote. Yeah, it does matter. And he was making his voice heard. And it also made me a little emotional because, again, he's a young black man. He could step outside and his life could be over for no reason. Because he had on flip-flops and some long basketball shorts hanging off his butt like the young kids wear. And he had a box cut, but he had twisties or dreads. And he would be stereotyped. But he it's his first time voting. The lady that was with him had on flip-flops too. She looked like she had on work clothes. She had come from work and taken off her good shoes and put on her flip-flops. So what? He has on flip-flops. He looks a certain way. It doesn't matter. He was in there. He was voting. And I was really proud of him. And I have no idea who this young man is. But I'm proud of him and I'm glad he voted. I'll be going to vote soon before election day. So again, hashtag more of this. I hope when I go vote, I get to see somebody in there voting for the first time so I can clap and cheer for them. And hopefully I don't cry, but more than likely I probably will, especially if I'm seeing it happen in person. But if my brother will get his schedule together, we're going to go and vote together. So I'll keep you posted on that one. So let me know, have you voted yet? If so, did you do it in person or by mail? And what was your experience like? Was it really long lines or were you in and out? When my friend went, she sent me a picture. There was a really long line. It was around the corner of the building, but I think she was in and out in about an hour. So the line moved pretty quickly, but it was a lot of people out doing early voting. So that's it for this week. Hopefully I will be able to be more consistent. Thank you for tuning in to another episode and I'll chat with you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Teesside Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the Teesside Podcast, all one word. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time.